W263CG Colony. I'm Bob Cudmore, and this is Talk of the Town on Magic 590 AM, also heard on 100.5 FM. Joining us is Kathy Sheehan, the mayor of Albany, and we begin with constituent questions for Mayor Sheehan. The first one uh, comes from uh, your Facebook page. I believe a gentleman posted, What do you as mayor intend to do about the homeless people that, quote, drag down Washington Park, unquote? Well, uh, this particular person has been tweeting and uh, and using social media to complain about homeless people in Washington Park. And, you know, first of all, we all know that uh, homelessness stems from a number of different causes, um, you know, n- not only poverty, uh, addiction, mental illness, uh, are just some of the of the causes of homelessness and being homeless is not a crime. So uh, we work with partners. Uh, the Albany Police Department has a number of partners in our, uh, the social service community that we reach out to to um, uh, try to aid uh, people who are facing homelessness. Um, and we you know, really work to make sure that uh, people are safe. Um, and, you know, this is uh, an issue that is. Um, cities across the country are are struggling mm-hmm. with, um, as we've seen an increase in homelessness. One of the issues that people need to be thinking about is, uh, you know, what is our response going to be with respect to uh, having safe havens and safe places for people who struggle with addiction? Um, one of the reasons that we think we're seeing an increase in the number of homeless people who are out in our parks is because of programs that have been closed down um, that did provide safe haven for people mm-hmm. with addiction issues. There are homeless shelters, understandably, that won't take a person um into the homeless shelter if they're intoxicated um, or if if they are, you know, otherwise, uh, you know, um, on drugs. Um, There were programs that did serve people um, in that state and provided them with a safe place to be. Those programs have been cut. Mm -hmm. And so it it is a complex problem and a complex issue. Next uh, constituent question has to do with the big story in the news the last few weeks uh, from Albany. I've read a lot about the sinkhole on South Lake Avenue, but I haven't read exactly why the water main failed. Can you uh, figure it out after the fact, or is it just old age? Well, it's a combination of things, and, uh, you know, we believe that um, there was a collapse that had to do not only with the age of the pipe, but with a, a valve um, that sheared off that was an, an, an old valve. This is uh, a brick sewer line. Um, so, you know, when you have a collapse of that type of sewer line, um, understandably you create a gap and then you've got debris that goes into that. Um, but there's also one of our main, so that it's the sewer line that collapsed. Mm -hmm. There's a water main that then was sheared off. And that water main is one of the main, uh, conduits that takes water from our reservoir, the alcove reservoir, to our main holding reservoir in Loudonville, where we disperse water. So that's why we've had a big interruption in our water service. That's why people are supposed to be conserving water um, here in the city of Albany. Uh, and that is really what is causing the, the, uh, the, the challenges that we're facing now. As we record this, there's been heavy rain in the Albany area, and that's forecast to continue into the weekend. And I gather this is posing uh, issues in general, but 
issues for the uh, sinkhole. It is. It's causing significant issues. Number one is that we can't work on it while it's raining. So in order to be able to line that pipe, we need to be able to remove debris. Obviously, if there's water flowing through it, we can't remove debris. We're using pumps to divert uh, the water and it is, uh, you know, a uh, challenging situation. But until we get a break um, to, you know, when there are breaks in the rain, that is when we're able to, to, to do the work. So we're looking at probably, you know, at least another week to two weeks before uh, we see this finally and fully resolved. One of the issues being, oh, is it, was it not that uh, the debris uh, entered the storm sewer line? That's right. The debris entered the storm sewer line. It's brick. Um, you know, and so it, it is uh, very labor intensive to remove it. The good news is, is that when we line this pipe, um, the water will run more smoothly. Uh, we will, uh, we think, uh, really have, um, you know, a, a much better situation. And I, and I want to stress that we have over the last, uh, it, the, over the course of my administration, we have doubled the amount that the water department is spending on capital projects and on infrastructure. The water department from a financial and fiscal standpoint is very healthy, um, because of the way the city of Albany manages that water department. It is a separate entity. We don't raid the funds of the water department. Um, we do share services and we are paid for the services that we provide to the water department. That's good for the taxpayers of Albany, and it's good for the ratepayers who are paying for water. So from an infrastructure investment standpoint, a lot of people are wringing their hands about this, but, uh, you know, we have an aging system. We know that failures will occur, will occur but we are also moving forward with proactive maintenance um, on this system at a rapid speed and at a level of investment that uh, has not occurred in the past. Hmm. Well, as, as you know, a Common Councilman Frank Camiso, Jr., was critical of your administration this week, saying the city is pulling money out of the water fund. Yeah, I find it very confusing because uh, Mr. Camisso works for Albany County, and his his job with Albany County is to look at intermunicipal cooperation and coordination. And the water department is a shining example of that. We provide their payroll, their workers' compensation insurance, their uh, their uh, um, human resources, their legal services, and uh, under you know the the prior budgets uh, and the prior administration, the city wasn't being compensated for that. So we are now being compensated. It's much more cost effective for the water authority because they don't have to set up their own administrative infrastructure and the taxpayers aren't bearing the burden that should be borne by the ratepayers and I just want to remind people that the ratepayers include these large not-for-profits so they pay for their use of water and the cost of that water should be borne by those who are using it so you know from a from a taxpayer standpoint from a water infrastructure standpoint um, it, to me this is a, a shining example of uh, good, uh, good operations, uh, good business decisions, and good for taxpayers and ratepayers. There have been problems all around the capital district with with water lines and, and sewer lines. Albany, Troy, uh, Amsterdam, uh, and a common refrain you hear now is that this is too big for the cities to handle. And I gather there are efforts in both uh, the state government and the federal government to come up with more money. Uh, I mean, is is that true? I mean, are you kind of like uh, you know holding your finger in the dike here, the, or the cities 
uh, holding the finger in the dike? Well, I don't think that we quite feel like we're holding our finger in the dike here in Albany. I think we have looked at the the situation and we've approached it um, with the from the standpoint that we have to invest in this infrastructure. But we go after all of the state and federal dollars that we possibly can. So certainly increasing the amount of state and federal dollars that are available to help on these projects um, would be a good thing for the city of Albany and is something that, you know, we certainly support. Uh, we know that we have friends in the legislature who are advocating for that, but it, it needs to be done in the context of planning um, and looking at these, it's asset management. You know, these are important assets that we have in our cities and towns and villages throughout the state, and we need to be able to ensure that we're maintaining that. Different uh, topic. Uh, this first time in three weeks you've been on the program. We uh, had uh, Paula Mahan from Colony and uh, Patrick Madden from Troy. And among other things, you were at the Democratic National Convention. Your first time at a at a convention. What did you think? It was a really incredible experience. You know, New York State was down front because we are the candidate's home state. Uh, and I've been told by people who have gone to many conventions that it was really a, a great uh, a great convention for New York State delegates uh, because we weren't up in the in the rafters as, as has happened in the past. But I thought that really the message and the tone and the the feeling of that convention really conveyed an optimism and understanding that we face a lot of challenges, but that we have the ability uh, to address those challenges and to uh, really um, make sure that we're focusing on working families, on dealing with issues that people are struggling with day to day, um, and that there is a, a tremendous amount of unity around what we need to do in order to continue to um, focus on improving and, and addressing mm -hmm. the challenges that, that people are facing in our country. Were there a lot of mayors there? <clears throat> Did you get a chance to network with them? There were. There were a number of mayors there. There was an opportunity for mayors to meet um, you know, when the convention wasn't in place where there was a group of mayors from across the country, we met, we talked about equity, we talked about the different things that our cities were doing um, in order to deal with income inequality. Uh, so there was opportunity to certainly network, and there were many, many mayors there. You're listening to Magic 590 AM, also 100.5 FM. We're joined by Kathy Sheehan, the mayor of Albany. City of Albany has launched a new recycling program uh, advanced recycling trucks will use an arm to lift and empty 64-gallon recycling carts from some driveways. Uh, this isn't happening all around the city, but it's... No, this um, this technology will only work where there is room for that arm to extend out. And so we have a target areas that this is, again, a pilot um, but we've targeted areas where there are driveways so that people can put the recycle bin out on their driveway and have it picked up. Um, my neighborhood actually happens to be mm. one of the neighborhoods that is um, in the in the test. And the bins are quite large. Uh, we haven't had to put ours out yet. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, we haven't filled it. But uh, it certainly, to me, uh, is an opportunity to encourage more recycling because it makes it so much easier. You know, I think sometimes with the smaller bins, people would fill them up and then they wouldn't have any more room for their recycling. So this right. really addresses that issue. Um, and, and really what it should also do is reduce the amount of injuries that we see um, from the labor intensiveness of lifting bins. And so we're, again, piloting it. Uh, we're, we're 
optimistic that it's going to be uh, a successful pilot project and that we would expand it um, further in the city. Uh, but we have to wait and see. We have to gather the data and make sure that it is going to meet um, the targets mm-hmm. and, and, and be effective. Red light cameras are back in the news because they're not making money for the city, although $1.9 million apparently was uh, projected. The police chief, Brendan Cox, says the cameras have increased safety. What's going on? So, um, you know, I think it's interesting that the uh, people, you know, criticize this program because it was a way of making money. And and the former chief and the current chief and I were consistent in saying this isn't about making money. This is about safety. Um, and now that they haven't made money, um, there are those who are critical. So you can't please everyone. But this was never about making money. Yes, it's a challenge. We did put it in the budget because we believed that there would be revenue associated with it um, at the levels that were projected. We're adjusting. Um, I'm not concerned. We will. I, I, I am confident that we'll be able to, uh, through cost savings, uh, address that budget shortfall. The good news for the residents of the city of Albany is that the early data is showing that we have seen a significant reduction in the number of accidents at the intersections mm-hmm. where the red light cameras are located. Um, and that's a win. That is the win that we were looking for. We were able to negotiate a contract so that uh, even if the uh, financial targets aren't met. The city is not out of pocket. So we're not paying for this technology. Um, there's no cost on the part of the city. The benefit to the city is that it appears that we are seeing uh, the safety uh, that we were hoping to with these cameras. It's, uh, the Common Council has approved a measure to tack the cost of sending overdue parking tickets to a collections agency onto the offender so the offender can pay uh, can pay this or would pay this. Do you support this effort? Well, I think that it's by the time we're sending something to a collection agency, it has been unpaid for a long period of time. And in order for a collection agency to uh, really be interested in pursuing that sort of bad debt, as they call it, uh, they are going to be tacking on fees, and I don't think the taxpayers should have to pay for that. Okay. Uh, Something we talked about in an earlier program, a basketball tournament uh, that hadn't been approved for Arbor Hill Park now can go on. What changed? Well, what changed was a commitment on the part of the uh, promoter of that event to uh, end that event at an hour that is suitable and uh, um, acceptable to the police department. Also, dozens of volunteers who will um, be, you know, at that event um, and will be patrolling that event to make sure that, uh, you know, that things stay, you know, calm and that uh, we have a great community event. Uh, You know, there's some phenomenal basketball that occurs at this Mm -hmm. tournament. Uh, I know that it's incredibly popular. And when I spoke to young people about why we had denied the permit, what I was really um, impressed by was that they fully understood mm-hmm. that the uh, events that had happened and the violence that had occurred the prior three years was unacceptable. And, uh, you know, I had young people saying, well, we, you know, we are committed to getting the word out that if we want to have this tournament, we've got to make sure that it's safe because we don't want it to be an unsafe uh, event either. So I think it really brought the community together and started conversations that might not have otherwise 
has occurred. And uh, I'm hopeful that we will have a great tournament this year and that, you know, the community really understands that they have a role to play and can take ownership of it. There continues to be uh, some controversy over the plan to expand the Palace Theater, having the city transfer ownership of the theater to a nonprofit. Some think you should sell it to somebody or make money with it. Uh, Is that proceeding or is it? So no. we're we're continuing to negotiate with the palace. Uh, I had not negotiated a final deal. This is something that the common council has to approve, and I think it's really important that the council be involved in that negotiation with the palace. Uh, you know, this is a liability right now to the city. So the city came in and took over that theater to prevent it from, you know, really potentially the wrecking ball. Uh, the palace has stabilized, and it is now at the point where it's looking to expand and the most effective way for it to raise funding and to take advantage of what are called historic tax credits, it it can't be owned by a municipality. Um, and so this is an entity that does have a long-term lease with the city that was approved by the Common Council in 2013. Uh, there's still seven years left on that lease. The city has to pay for insurance for this building, and we're responsible right now for all of the maintenance of that building. And we conservatively estimate that there's about $3 million that we would have to spend just to maintain the building, the roof, the HVAC system, in the next two years. So that's a, that's a big ticket for, uh, for Albany taxpayers. And we currently get no revenue from mm-hmm. this, uh, this, uh, the, from the palace. So I, I think that we have to be creative. There are lots of examples of cities around the country, um, that swooped in. They swept theaters. They, they, they saved theaters and then they launched them back out, um, on their own with some revenue stream in place. Uh, that reimburses the municipality for that. So that's what we're talking to the palace about right now. I think that we need to make sure that we're doing what's in the best long-term interest of this theater. Mm-hmm. Many people are saying we want to save the palace, and I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, this is about the palace uh, and the next generation for the palace. You're listening to Talk of the Town with Albany Mayor Kathy Sheehan. You're taking City Hall on the road once again, uh, going to an elementary school. Yes, we are. We're heading to Giffen Elementary School. Uh, we were at the Arbor Hill Community Center, and we had a phenomenal turnout. So this is an opportunity, if you're listening and you have any business that you want to transact with the city, but you haven't come down to City Hall because you don't want to fight for parking or your work schedule doesn't permit it, uh, we will have a table set up. All of our departments will be there. You can find out about grants for uh, repairs to your home that might be available to you. You can pick up a dog license. You can pick up a a building application and ask questions about it. Um, You can sit down and talk with me one-on-one. You can talk to DGS, the the codes department. Um, All of our departments are there, so it's a great opportunity, and I hope that we have a tremendous turnout. As I said, the event we had at at, uh, the Arbor Hill Community Center was, was phenomenal. That'll be a Giffen Elementary School on August 23rd. Yes, yes. Okay. Another interesting thing I saw, I think it was in the business news, Food Market, the developer of a proposed fresh food market in Albany's warehouse district, is planning to open this spring in the Nipper Building, the building that has the RCA dog on top of it uh, in Albany. A man named Ross Goodman, Niskayuna attorney, shepherding the good market. Does this sound promising? Yes. You know, when I was in Philadelphia at the convention, I had the opportunity to visit Reading Terminal, which is one of the examples that uh, has been used with respect to the vision for this market. 
And, uh, you know, the Reading Terminal, you can buy all kinds of foods from, you know, different ethnicities and delis and ice cream. So uh, I think it's great, and uh, it would be a phenomenal attraction in our warehouse district. You've been listening to Talk of the Town with Albany Mayor Kathy Sheehan on Magic 590 AM, also heard on 100.5 FM. You can email questions for the mayor to ask Kathy with a K at albanyny.gov.